Welcome to the Far Side of Leadership podcast, where you can have fun, and if you're lucky, learn something about leadership. And now, Terry Farr, your host. Welcome back to the Far Side of Leadership. I'm excited today. I've got a good friend of mine that's joining me, a guest speaker. His name is Adam Robin. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me, Terry. Appreciate you uh, allowing me to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Hey, we're going to maybe not get too deep into your background, but uh, probably deeper than you might want to get. So uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Born, raised Pearl River County? No. No? False. Wrong. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, we moved here. My, my mom and dad moved me here in 2000. We moved to Carrier. and uh, Right off Highway? Well, uh, we lived off of West Union Road. Now, oh, okay. old dirt road called Acola Pisa Trace. Oh, I was thinking y'all moved out here. I must be thinking of somebody else. Well, we ended up moving on to Lumpkin, Lumpkin Road, and then... Uh, an Anchor Lake. We were off Anchor Lake for a while, so we were we were, we kind of moved around a little bit. So. Okay. Right. You went to school at yep. PRC. PRC High School. Graduated two thousand five. Played football there. Um, made a lot of friends, and uh, you know, the rest is history. I married a, a carrier lady. There you Miss go. Nikki fell in love with her. Had uh, have a, a son, and uh, one baby on the way. Actually. Good. Yeah. So after PRC. Pearl River Central, for mm-hmm. those not here from here. Where did you go to school? I uh, started off, I went to Pearl River Community College. I played ball for Tim Hatton. Yeah. There in uh, 06, 07, 08. And then from there, I found out really quickly that my career wasn't going to be in football. I was a little bit too oh, man. Uh, slow and skinny. And so I uh, went to Southern Miss. Yeah. Um, you know, c- still not really figured out what I wanted to do, but uh, started to to, 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 to de- develop a passion for health and fitness and and things like that, and started to eventually get good at making good grades and studying huh? and learning. And huh? then, uh, you know, uh, I never I, figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time, <laughs> a lot, a lot of pain and suffering. Uh-huh. But we eventually figured out how to learn and read books Mm. and then uh you know my advisor at the time we started becoming a little closer and he was like man you ought to you ought to apply for med school like you're Mm. you're killing it you're doing good i was i was like med school man i don't know you know and uh but eventually it it came around to where i applied to physical therapy school and uh got into got into physical therapy school uh at umc that's a university of mississippi medical center in jackson mississippi I was there, let's see if I can get this right, I think 14, 14, 15, 16, I think that's what it was, 2014, and uh, it was three years of of, of tough, uh, intense academic program, um, made made it through it, and got out and moved back to um, Picayune and, and went to work. And now you own a business. That's right. Correct? That's right. Why don't you tell us the name? I know the name, but why don't That's you tell right. the listening audience so, the name and, uh, of the company and business and where you're located. And, and go ahead while we got you here and tell us a little bit about what you do there. Sure. That's not what we're going to end up talking about, That's fine, by the way. Man. Listen, <laughs> I, I, uh, I 
you know, I came out of school, not really sure. I knew <clears throat> I always had a, my, my father owned a business for many years. Right. You know, he was a, ever since I was born, he was always, he was an entrepreneur, okay. you know, that's just kind of what, what he was led to do. And I, I picked up on that as a child. So I knew coming out of school, I was going to do more. I just felt like I wasn't going to be a good employee, right. you know? And so after about a year uh, of that, of working for somebody, I, I started doing some contract work and then around the two year mark, you know, I started, uh, thinking about opening up a private practice. And so I, that's what, that's what I did. I kind of just took the leap and opened up Southern physical therapy clinic. And we've been there for two years. It's been how long? It's been since March, uh, March 19th was two years. Oh yeah. I forget. 2020 you didn't. You were there at the Grand Well, Grand I know, Grand. but 2020 didn't count. It didn't count, That, right. that wasn't a year. <laughs> Ooh, man, that was tough. Yeah. So, uh, we're there in, on Highway 11, 1620 Highway 11, right there in the slap dab middle of Picayune. And, uh, we've been having a blast, you know, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of learning and I've actually, the biggest reward that I've had is the personal development that I've been able to achieve as part as part of being a, a business owner. So it's been great. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. And and I was going to ask, but you already answered it. Why you wanted to be self employed? Of course, I, I know your your parents, and I knew your dad was self employed. So I mm-hmm. had a feeling that you uh, by osmosis figured that out. But uh, anyway. So, yeah, let's talk about um, personal development a little bit. Talk about um, leadership, if you will, versus maybe management. Sure. So, the other day when I bumped into you at PJ's Coffee House, you asked me something about uh, either what book did I like, books did I like, or what books book was I reading, or something like that. Yeah. Which nobody asked a person about books unless they are a reader. So I'm assuming that, that you do read books. Is that a pretty good assumption? Absolutely. So where on this personal development side, where do you feel like you have gained most of your growth in personal development from books or listening podcast or a little bit of both i know you listen to podcasts too but mm-hmm. oh, i think you do absolutely and uh well i know you do uh but uh so where where did you where, where do you feel best about learning i think that learning in general especially i mean personal development or not whatever whatever you want to learn about it it's just like anything in life it it happens over time and it's typically an accumulation of, uh, you know, putting the, the information in front of you uh, and sustaining that over a long period of time, right? right. So it's not something you can't, you're not just going to wake up one day and be like, I'm personally developed. Oh, <laughs> that, that doesn't work too good, does it? No, you know, and so, well, I can kind of take you along the road where, you know, I jumped into, my dad was never, uh, personally developed at some level. You know, he, he never had a father. His father passed away when he was young. So he never really had a mentor. And so, um, I never learned how to, um, be a leader or be, um, somebody who could, um, you know, lead a group of people, be a coach, maybe be a co- exactly. That's a, that's a beautiful word. Be a coach. And so, uh, 
I had to find a consultant. You know, whenever I uh, started Southern, after about the one year mark, I decided that, you know, I didn't want to be a mom and pop shop. Right. I wanted to do something special. And I knew that if I wanted to do something special, I was going to have to make a special investment in myself. And I uh, went out on a limb, took a leap and hired a consultant. And uh, he brought me back down to square zero, ground level. Um, We talked about what my fears were and where I was having a hard time controlling the business and, and, and um, we started with books, bot podcasts, mentorship, and uh, that was the best investment I've ever I've ever placed in myself. And that really, that was the that was the turning point for Southern. Whenever I made that investment, and, and you've used the word investment at least twice there. And most people are not willing to invest in buying a book or getting an Audible of course podcast. So far. I've never seen one. Well, I guess there probably are some out there you might have to pay for, but most of them are free. But uh, but people, I, I, they don't invest in themselves. And I guess maybe if you're an employee, you think, well, you know, what's the big deal? But, uh, man, I mean, just investing in yourself, that personal growth, even if you're on the lowest totem pole within a company, you're not going to stay down there. I mean, people are going to start going, man, what's different? What's, you know, they're going to see that you're doing something. Right. And you touched on it. I, and I always joke about it, but I shouldn't probably. My mama, when she was living, didn't like it when I used to say my grade point average wasn't too good. I think if I went back to school today and I studied what I wanted to study, I'd probably do pretty good, sure. you know, but I never learned how to study. But, <clears throat> but, um, but uh, what you got a favorite book or what what kind of books do you like to read? Let me ask you that. Well, you know, I do want to uh, touch back on a subject that you just sure. kind of mentioned. You, we'll, we'll get into the books, but you know, you mentioned people don't like to invest in themselves, right? And that's true, and that's the difference between a leader and a manager. Mm. And so, yeah. um, I usually can separate activities like day, your your to-do list, right? Everybody has a, a to-do list, whether whether you know it or not, whether it's a physical piece of paper or if it's in your head, you have a to-do list. You have an, ob- an objective for the day. And there's really two, there's four main categories of, of tasks to get done, but I like to just simplify it and call it two different categories. There are the, there are the urgent and necessary things that you need to do, which are, you know, got to check my email. I've got to do the podcast with Terry Farr. I've got to do these things that are calling for my attention right now and such by doing them, they're going to give me immediate feedback, right? I'm going to be able to check the box, right? And right. that's that's where 99% of people live in the world. And then there's the the leaders. There's the other side of the coin where there these are the things that, that are very um, important to do they're necessary, but they're not going to necessarily give you that immediate feedback. They're an investment into the future you. Mm-hmm. So things like reading, meditation, prayer, exercise, mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. right? And so the perfect day for a, for a leader, in my opinion, the perfect day is when 
99% of your list is all of those tasks and all of the other tasks are delegated right? mm. for, for the, for the managers, right? Cause that's right. what they do. Well, they manage. Sure. And so developing that mindset and that understanding and embracing that and being comfortable in that world is a, is a, is a mindset. It's a, it's a paradigm shift, right? It's something that once you can, realize that that's what gives you peace and that's what's going to develop you as a father, as a husband, as a leader, as a, as whatever it is you want to be. When you spend the time doing that, you're, you can develop the life or the team or the family that you want to develop. Right. Oh, I mean, (laughs) you're making so much sense. Let, Let me just guess this. When you, when you got your consultant. Sure. Can I just assume you were probably doing things at work that maybe you didn't want to do, you shouldn't do, but you thought, I, you know, I got to do it so I make sure it gets done right. right. And then your consultant either probably told you or got you to finally confess and realize, hey, I'd probably be better off if I don't do certain things Mm -hmm. and I delegate those. And there's nothing... there's a difference between delegating and dumping. Sure. You know, I got a, my youngest daughter, um, I, I said something to her one time about, hey, it's okay if they delegate to you. Just don't let them dump on you. You know, because when you get dumped on, you know, like you're doing everything and the boss is back there sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't go over too good. But, uh, but yeah, the delegating. And let's talk a little bit about uh, – you touched on it, the, the difference between a leader and a manager, you know, as a leader, you're, you're a manager. Okay. But as a manager, you're not necessarily a leader and we need managers, you know, those people that can get things done that maybe you and I don't want to do or don't like to do or not, not good at doing, but the leader can, you know, pick out basically who needs to get what done. And uh, so I was just sort of rambling there. But but I guess being an older person myself, mm-hmm. that is, not, not you, but uh, being an older person, guys that are my age that are still working, which are fewer people, they grew up as managers, not as a leader. Correct. And so some of those guys bulldoze their way through Mm -hmm. making their employees not happy. And I don't know if everybody listening can hear that train, but it's uh, it's coming by. (laughs) (laughs) Choo-choo, let's go. (laughs) But so again, there there is a difference between leading and managing. And uh, so what you have done is with the help of your consultant, you have gotten away from just totally a management style to now uh, leadership. But I guess to get back to the to older guys real quick, and then I'll get off of it, just in case any older guys are watching that have a type A personality such as myself, mm-hmm. man, you just have to be careful. And I, I've gone through probably close to 30 or 40 years of trying to not let people know what my true personality is 
because my true personality is just hard type A, and it just doesn't work, you know. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> why don't you take that ball and run with it sure. a little bit there? I would love to. You're talking about my father, <laughs> John Robin. Yeah. I love yeah. him to death. Love yeah. him to death. And he's a, you know, hardest working guy I've ever met. So I think that, you know, as as time goes on, Terry, generations change as new information is gathered, as new life strategies are learned. And, you know, the mindset world and the awareness and, um, you know, the, uh, that, 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 that world, I think that was missing. That's a new, that's a new thing, right? That's a new thing that my generation and the new generation is starting to really invest in. They're starting to invest in their emotions and their feelings instead of objective data. And I think that your, your generation really wasn't, that wasn't a thing. It was, it was, it was black and white. It was X and O it was, it was yes and no, right. It was objective. And so the beautiful thing about that is they're both needed, mm-hmm. you know, except too much of one thing is always a problem. Yeah. Right. And so the, uh, I think that the difference between a manager and a leader is that a leader is a visionary, right? right. They can see the future and paint that picture very crystal clear to their team. And they're always um, thinking about the next thing. And what relationships and what people do I have to invest in in order to bring the company there? Right. I think that's, that's like if you had to sum it up in one paragraph, yeah. that would be what a leader is in a business. The CEO, right? Right. And then the manager, they have some of those traits but they're much more task oriented, right? Correct. They have, this is my to-do list that I need to get done. And these are the systems by which I'm going to make sure they get done. And uh, so part of their day or more of their day is, 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 is in that. However, they do have leadership properties and they, they need to, right? They still need to invest in the team. They still need to make sure the culture is maintained and that, the camaraderie of the workplace is maintained. That's part of the manager's job, but the manager is getting the vision from the from the leader. Correct. Right. And so I think that's the uh, that's the big piece. You know, I've I've had conversations with my dad about this type this type of stuff, and it doesn't go over well. It's usually kind of like it's very hard to talk about feelings and fear, right, and um, relationships. And because it's a foreign subject for, yeah. for that generation. Well, you touched on it. I mean, his dad died at early age. Right. Mine died when I was 14, I think. I, I was in the ninth grade. And, uh, of course, at the time I thought he was older, but he wasn't that old. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm older than he was when he passed away. And, and your dad probably didn't read a whole lot of books. Nope. I mean, he was too busy working. Yeah, still working. And, um, you know, and it just, that wasn't, man, that, that stuff wasn't taught. How old was your dad? 60? Let's see. He was born in 63. Okay. So what is that? I don't know. He's like <laughs> coming up on 60. Yeah. Like 58, 
58, well, something like that. He might shoot me for saying he's 60 then. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. He's a good 58, though. Oh, yeah. He's still good. I hadn't seen him in a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. been a long time. So when we get through this podcast, you think maybe uh, you'll maybe text it to some of your old teachers that might go, that's Adam? Yeah. He, yeah. Grew, he grew up. He, he wasn't the best student. No, sure. <laughs> well, you ain't lying. <laughs> Yeah, I was a, I was a, oh man, yeah. I was a handful growing up, guys. Well, and, and you touched on one other thing too that we talk about at the chamber is, you know, of course, and we give out scholarships at the chamber, and and my goal is to to get all these graduating high school students to just stay here in Picking, Carrier, Poplarville area, um, but you had to have a source of income, mom and dad are you know, ready for you to get out once you, you know, go to school and whatever. So, uh, but it's, it's good to see when young guys such as yourself that have moved away, whether it's to go to school or go work somewhere. Cause we hear young kids say, man, I can't wait to get out of here, you know, mm-hmm. but it's always good to have them come back, you yeah. know? So we're seeing several guys and girls your age coming back maybe it's come back for mama i don't know maybe it's come back to hang out with your dad or maybe you just get the right position but uh, uh so i'm glad to see that uh, you're here in picayune and your business is growing so is there any um we bounced around a little bit off of sure. the uh, books <clears throat> is there any particular book that you read that was like man that was the this best the one. book oh man yeah. you know because yeah. i've read a boatload of books yeah. and yeah my style of learning is probably i don't know maybe i had add you know adhd i, I don't know whatever back back then we didn't know you know uh my concentrate that's probably why my grades weren't that good and and i get your input on this you know to have a boy and i and and i am going to compare boys to girls because girls in my opinion are better typically not always they're typically better students Mm -hmm. they're typically better at sitting still for hours where you take me and you you throw us in the first grade well i dropped out of kindergarten after two weeks uh dropped out yeah (laughs) it wasn't required i got you (laughs) So I dropped out. That was a big mistake, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But uh, but so for me to sit still for how many hours that is in a day as a student, it, it was just tough. And I and I guess I still today my mind wanders. I mean, uh, I may be, and I guess that's why I chase squirrels, as I say. You know, I'll be thinking about something, and then all of a sudden get on another subject, and then don't remember what the other one was. But yeah. I think sometimes uh, guys. Their brain just bounces too much, and they're not designed to sit in a class. I don't know the answer for that, yeah. but uh, you got any thoughts on? Well, I'm, I'm I have ADHD as well, mm-hmm. okay. and so does my son. My son's 11 years old, <clears throat> and T- tell us what that actually means. What if you don't mind? Sure. What that means? What to you? Maybe clinically, what it means, but to you, having ADHD, what does that mean? Because I'm real curious. Well, ADHD is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So just break down the word. It's attention deficit. So your ability to hold your attention fast 
on whatever it is you're you're trying to accomplish it, there's a deficit there so it's it's difficult for instance if i'm in the middle of a sentence and i'm my eyes are on you and i'm doing that intentionally because i know that if i wander away my eyes are going my my thought process is going to change before i become aware of it and i'm going to be off in la la land and i'm never going to be able to pay attention in a and, and have an impactful conversation or whatever right. it is I'm trying to do. So your ability to hold attention is challenged. And then you're, you're also hyperactive, meaning you have an underlying sense of anxiety um, about life. So, and, and, that, and that creates a feedback that's very, uh, it's a positive feedback loop, right? So, when I lose my attention, I become aware, I get anxious. And then I get anxious, I lose my attention. And then, and then it just kind of continues to cycle into you almost have like a mini meltdown inside mm. your head where life is too overwhelming and it's difficult to, to be productive. Mm. So it's a, that's, what a ten, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it feels like inside your head. Right. And so um, the, the beautiful thing about meditation, because meditation and journaling – are the two my tool my two tools they're non-negotiable every single morning I meditate and journal every morning and uh, the intent of that is to write down the clutter that's inside my head right I have my core focus for the day these are my these are my this is my big picture things that I need to accomplish today everything else that's other than that I can write that down get that out of my head and then meditation is the practice of is simply the practice of paying attention. The practice of having your mind place its attention on your breath. And whenever whenever you become aware that it wanders away, you can bring it you can catch it, realize it, and then bring it back. And so practicing that helps you helps you cope through your ADHD, helps you become more aware of it and um, hold your attention a lot better. You can be more present with people. And, uh, that's what, that's what it is. So my experience with it is, was a little bit different than yours. Cause I was growing up, I was naturally a little bit more, I picked up on things very quickly, quicker than, than the average kid. You know, you tell me one time I got it. I don't need to study. Right. That's just a kind of, that's the way my brain works up to a certain point up till it's time to take it to the advanced level in which I began to struggle. So first through fifth grade, I was making straight A's, never studying a lick. Now sixth, seventh, eighth grade into high school, things became a lot more difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And I struggled through high school until I got to college and started trying to figure my life out and then found meditation and, and so things you, like that. So you found it easier. I won't say easier. I will say. You found it easier in college than in high school? Or explain to me. Well, no. Or did you find I, a better way of studying and maybe way. you never learned, I never learned how to study? Well, I'm always, I think ADHD also comes with a little bit of OCD. Mm. So it's hard to, it's hard to juggle a bunch of things at one time effectively, but you give me one thing and I'm going to. I'm going to do it very, very, very I'm gonna, and football was that thing for me. Football was that thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
whenever football was over, I was in college and it was time to make good grades. I didn't have anything. I didn't have my thing. I didn't have my passion. I didn't have my drive and college became it. Yeah. School became it. Hey, let's talk about something else for a second. See, I told you I'd chase. That's okay. I'm with rabbits you. And squirrels. <laughs> the other day, uh, when I saw you at uh, PJ's, and uh, in case any of your employees say, wow, he's just sitting in the corner drinking coffee. No, he had his laptop open and his calendar, and uh, we, we booked this appointment. So I'm assuming you pretty much, uh, well, in your profession, I would assume helps you too, but uh, you have to live out of, out of a calendar. So I just want to commend you on one thing. Because last night, I, and I don't know when your episode, this episode will come out, but any day now. But last night, I did a, about a five-minute podcast, episode 64, I think is the number. And it's, your word is your bond. And when I sit down to do these podcasts, just like today, we don't have any notes whatsoever. We're just having a conversation but so in that podcast and talking about your word is your bond, I mentioned as an example, if I'm meeting you tomorrow morning at eight o'clock at my office, are you going to be there at eight? And, uh, you were here before eight o'clock. It was close to eight. Wasn't exactly eight. I'm glad you didn't get here before eight since I was having technical problems. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I'm assuming you may, uh, what, what's your thoughts on your word is your bond and, and if you, you know, what you say is what you, well, uh, it's a book. What you say is what you get. Sure. But that's a great book, by the way. But what's your thoughts on when you tell people you're going to do something or, um, yeah. And living out of a calendar. Cause I, cause what I, what I see is a lot of people, they don't, I don't guess they use a calendar and I don't know, uh, how people get by, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I'll talk about the calendar first. Okay. So I believe that if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. Hmm. Period. And, um, you know, if you want to be intentional in life, meaning if you don't want to, if you want to wake up day every day and achieve something, you have to have strategies in place to hold yourself accountable because you're a human and your, your brain is not designed to be uncomfortable. Like it wants to protect itself. You, it wants to go, you want to go home and, and, you know, veg out and watch TV. So you have to hack your brain into, uh, making sure other things are more important, like (laughs) a calendar or waking up and, making a to-do list or whatever. So the calendar, if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. And I think the most important things you can schedule are the times with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, or the times with your children and your family, like those things do not move and you schedule your day to day around those, you know? So, um, I think it's, I know everybody's different, but for me, if you don't, have a calendar if me and you are meeting and you're not writing things down in your calendar then it's hard for me to understand how you're going to get there and get it done as as effectively as i am Mm -hmm. so that's what i'll say about the calendar um the word is your bond uh 
I think that the number one ingredient for any relationship is trust. Mm. Trust is the, is the factor is the factor that's going to make the, the, the relationship more rich. And you know, if I have your trust, then I can empower you to do greater things and, and vice versa. If, sure. if you trust me, if you're, if you're my patient and you trust me, I'm going to change your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't trust me eh, things are not probably going to work out as, as good right. as they could. So doing what you say you're going to do is the number one setting those expectations earlier, early, very early in the conversation. Like this, this is what I plan to do with you and then meeting those expectations and exceeding them. That's how you build trust. And so, uh, I think that that's, uh, not that people are, are, uh, not that people want to be untrustful. I don't know if that's the right word. It is today. Yeah. Not that, not that, not that you intend to not develop trust, but developing trust is something that takes practice, right? You have to make sure that you set those, those expectations early. This is who I am and this is what I plan to do. I plan to be there at eight o'clock and we're going to have a podcast and I'm going to show up and I'm going to be ready. And if I weren't, weren't to show up today or if I canceled last minute, you would maybe not consciously, but subconsciously at some level, you would think a little bit different of me. Yeah. I might not have called you back. Yeah. You book know, another one <laughs> right. You know, and so, uh, but you know, so that, those are the, yeah. that's what I would say about that. I, I, I keep on talking about, Hey, a book, a book, a book. And, then, and then we chase a rabbit. But is there one or two books uh, out there or one or two authors or one or two podcasters that you just like, Oh man, I, I love reading their stuff, listening to their stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. Anybody that, uh, in particular, I'm terrible with author's names Yeah, and I know that's a downfall of mine. Maybe one day I'll get better at it, you but, but I, ha- I have, I have a list here, uh, cause I usually do audiobooks. Yeah. That's what I've started doing. I tell you, I don't know. I like audiobooks, but I'm kind of starting to go back to just regular books, but I do them on my phone typically. So for personal development, there's two main categories of books that I'll recommend. One is mindset. And so getting your mind to think differently. And then the other one is leadership. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my favorite ones. Um, the set. I, I should write these down. I'm, no, I should write down my guess. Listen, <laughs> but I'm not. If anybody's listening and finding any value in this conversation, please write these books down. They are like the best books I've ever written or I've, I've ever read. Um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. What a great book! That book changed my life. Yeah. Um, that's by Stephen Covey. He's got some other books too, but that book is amazing. Not just a business book. Um, great for relationships. Yeah, he died several years ago. Did he? Uh, yeah. Great right. book. Yeah. Great book. Um, right now I'm reading The One Thing. I don't know who wrote, who wrote that book. Yeah. But great book. Fantastic. Yeah. A lot of a lot of really good concepts in there um, that you can that you can learn. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Yeah. Have you read that one? Yeah. Great book. Mm, it was Great. recommended by uh, 
district superintendent at our church. Yeah, great book. Yeah. Um, that's a great leadership book. Uh, one of the most powerful leadership books I've ever re- read was Leadership and Self-Deception. Have you ever read that one? I don't think so. Man, that's a good book. That book teaches you about empathy, empathic listening, learning to understand the emotions that the other person is going through. It's a great book. When you do that... You don't remember the author, huh? Um, it is... It's by it's written by the Arbinger R Arbinger Institute. Okay. Whatever that is. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's playing right now. Any, anything else in that phone of yours that uh stands out? Um Have you read Essentialism? No. Or listened to it? Yeah, no. get that. Crucial that. Conversations is another good book. It's not in there. But that's about having difficult conversations. Have you read any Jim Quick? Uh, K-W-I-K? Maybe. Uh, who, I wonder who did one thing. That wasn't Jim Quick, was it? But uh, Or John C. Maxwell. Now, John C. Maxwell is an older guy, uh, but and he's written, like, um, no telling how many books. He has podcasts and whatever, uh, but uh, he's good. And uh, Darren Hardy, you ever, I don't know if you ever heard heard of him he's got some good stuff out and good podcast but uh, one of my favorite books that was written I think in 1945 to a degree about leadership to to a degree about sales but you know you gotta sort of weave leadership into anything that you're doing whether you're a car salesperson or sell real estate. I mean, you need to have some leadership skills or you probably aren't going to be able to help that person make a decision on how to buy what they need to buy. And I don't mean you sell it to them, they buy it basically. But uh, how I raised myself from failure to success in selling. And man, it was it's a great book. And um, one of the things that he talks about in there is... Um, that when people give you a reason why they're, let's just say, not going to buy something from you. Yeah, yeah. It's not the real reason. That's right. The first one is not the real one. That's right. And so you got to get pretty good at peeling that layer of there's onions. A, there's, you an know, unspoken, there's an unspoken objection. Yeah, so Matt, check that. I don't know. I can't remember if that's on Audible or not, but it, it is a great book. And then you mentioned prayer earlier in the episode and there's a I thought a great book of course everything we're talking about is our opinion but I thought it was a great book and it was um, releasing the ability of God through prayer and after I read that book it's like oh I, I loaned the book to my sister and she said all these years I've been praying wrong so, so, I mean, you know, get it, check it out. That's what books do for you. Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and uh, hey, it's sort of like me watching movies. I sometimes fall asleep watching a movie. Sometimes I wake up reading a book going, wait, where was I? So I sometimes have to read a book. See if this applies to you. Do you, do you ever read a book more than once? I have. But you're you're a different learner than me. I need to. Um, I don't do it as much as I, I should. And here's the reason I ask you that. 
is I picked up a book one time, uh, same guy that wrote Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. Um, he wrote a book called The Tongue, A Creative Force. And I, I, why I remember this, I don't know, but I read the first 44 pages and I put the book down. And I just, I wasn't getting anywhere. But I picked it back up, and then it was like, wow, mm -hmm. this yes. is an awesome book. So what I see is, and what I like to do when, I'm, when I am reading a paperback, an actual paperback, which I is the best a, way to read a book. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And I use a highlighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I love to do is maybe use yellow, put the book down. It might be years later. Go, oh yeah, that was a good book. Let me read it again, and then get a different color highlighter. And it's amazing the more highlights that you have. And then I guess mentally we're at a different. That's right. You're a different phase person. of life. You're a different person. And that's why I like reading a book more than once. So I always tell people who ask, you know, um, mm, there's a tip. <laughs> you are, uh, you are a, um, you are a product of the, the books that you read and the people that you hang out with. Yep. And so it goes back to personal development. Whenever you read 10 or 12 books in a year or 20 or however many you read and your network expands to people who are, who know more than you do your paradigm. I, I know I like to use the word paradigm Sure. and um, your paradigm, your, your life perception, what you perceive to be the way to do things. That's what paradigm is changes. And when that changes, your perception of the book that you read changes. So you're not the same person you were 10 years ago because your whole world perspective is, has, has changed, right? Because of the material and the information that you've put in front of yourself. Yep. So that's why you, you get a different perspective out of the book every time you read it. Yeah, and one thing that's going through my mind as you're saying all that is, now you paid your consultant. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's obvious. And, it, and he was very helpful in getting you where you are today and, and will take you further. And then a lot of people say, well, I can't afford. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't, it'd probably be best to have that guy. But then on the other hand, all these books and authors and podcasters that we've talked about, they can be what I call a free mentor, you know. And when I first started listening to podcasts, I was listening to so many because I love it. I mean, you get this free information, you know, Hopefully somebody's going to hear something you say today and go, ah, I never thought about that, you know, or, oh, yeah, that explains why I think the way that I think or whatever. But I'm just recommending to people, you know, I didn't start reading books until I was having uh, not at the bottom, rock bottom, if you will, but I was going through a major negative event in my life mm -hmm. and I picked up a book. And uh, tough times, tough times don't last. Tough people do. I think's the name of it. You know, Charles Swindoll. But, but I just recommend, man, get books. Hey, call somebody uh, that does read books. We'll put Adam's information sure. in the footnotes. You know, text him, email him, or yeah. whatever. And uh, 
uh, or, or myself, or just, you know, get, get some, find out what areas you want to listen to or, or read and uh, check out podcasts. Do some searches in your podcast. You, you got any specific tips for people that maybe they aren't where they want to be mentally, physically, financially, or whatever? Any tips on what they ought to do? Well, <clears throat> if you want the biggest bang for your buck, find somebody who is, who is where you want to be or has done what you want to do and serve them. That's it. Just find them, reach out to them, buy them lunch. Become their friend, and you will get more out of that relationship than you, than you can ever imagine. That's, that's the easiest, quickest way. That's what a consultant is. You know, when you pay somebody as a consultant, you get, you get it's, this, it's that except times 100, yep. right? But uh, there's plenty of people like myself who... I'm not in the business of knocking people down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I'm in the business of raising people up. So if you come to me, not that I'm like somebody to come to by any means, but if, if anybody needs any tips or advice, or if I can leverage my team or my network in a way that can help you, I would be more than happy to do that. And I'm sure you would too. Oh Dan. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's obvious you, we may not read the exact same books, but a lot of these books that we read have the same information, you know, in it. And a lot of, I mean, well, everything that I pretty much talk about on my podcast is just something I read in a book. That's right. I mean, I ain't, you know, <laughs> I wish I was smart enough to think of some of this stuff, you know, right. but, but yeah. And the power of association, I mean, is so powerful, man. I mean, you know, you want to catch measles. Hang out with somebody's got measles, you know. And I told a young man one time that, hey, Rodney, if you, you know, hang around people that smoke, drink, do drugs, uh, right. either you're going to start or they're going to quit, and chances of them quitting is slim and none, you know. And uh, so you just, man, yeah, you touched on that. I mean, and, and, and it's unfortunate. Sometimes you have to l- eliminate things from your life and and if you're hanging out with a person that you don't want to be what what's your thoughts there <laughs> you said it you know i mean i don't it, it goes to me it goes back to the calendar you know you only have so much time on this earth and you only have so much time in a day. And when you're sitting down in a quiet place away from distraction, you have the ability to think clearly and to plan and to be creative and to figure out what you really want to get out of life or what your next strategic move is going to be. And it all comes down to those daily, <laughs> what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. And I, I, put, I, I saw a quote, I, I think I read it in the one and I'm probably going to butcher it but uh it said extraordinary i'm gonna butcher it but it's extraordinary results happen when what you want is perfectly aligned with what you do today Hmm. or with where with with what you want to be 
is perfectly aligned with what you do today. Mm-hmm. That's when extraordinary results happen. So you have to mark, block your time, protect your time, and protect your, your energy, protect your, what you allow to be in your life. And you do it in a way that's on your schedule. Like this is, this is my schedule. And, yeah. and you know, and so have you learned how to say no yet? Oh buddy. You ever, you ever read the book? Uh, is it called the power of saying no? Is that what it's called? Um, but there's a book about, there's plenty oh, of books sure. about that. <laughs> I've read it. And, uh, you know, especially new business owners, man, that's a big struggle for a lot of them. They, and it was for me too. Like you, it's, you don't want to let anybody down right? because you just, you're fearful that you're going to lose business or you're feel fearful that that person's going to resent you because you don't, um, do what they want you to do. And, uh, man, uh, the power of saying, you know, it's freeing. Yeah. It's freeing. You know, yeah. you, 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 and it goes back down to setting those expectations, you know, back to that person asks you to do something. You have non-negotiable things on your calendar that cannot move, right? And so when you say, no, I cannot do that, but I can do this for you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that goes, they will respect you oh, yeah. infinity times more oh, yeah. than if you say, yeah, I'll try to get it done and you deliver Ooh. a subpar oh, product. You, you mentioned a word I despise, try. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like you're, you're like, I'll figure it out, you know, um, yeah, when people say, and in fact, it was, I think, in the podcast I did yesterday, um, you know, when people say, yeah, I'll try to be there at 8 o'clock, and you're not going to show up. <laughs> I usually will say, Terry, the podcast is going to start at 8 o'clock. Is there any reason that you're not going to be there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there is any reason for me to be concerned that you're not going to be there? Hey, let's tell the listened audience, because this was a test. <laughs> You know, you and I, I don't remember what day it was. Well, it was last week. We booked the appointment for today at right. 8 o'clock. We, we looked at a couple different times and days, and we finally zeroed in on 8 o'clock today. I did not text you and remind you. And and uh, so I was really waiting to see today. But you texted me last night. I don't remember what time. Yeah. I think I was doing the podcast because I think I had that on airplane mode. But the, but you texted me last night confirming, you know, where we were going to meet. So uh, mm-hmm. that was good. That was good. Of course, in your position, you know, uh, owning a physical therapy uh, clinic, I would assume y'all probably, you know, do some, hey, your appointment's at 8, don't forget, or oh, yeah. confirm, or confirm, reschedule, confirm, confirm. or whatever, we you know. Do, so. uh, we do um, email reminders, we do text message reminders, and we do calls yeah. every day. And and that, again, just shows the importance of your time, and because a lot of people don't live out of a calendar, they need that assistance. And they're t- <laughs> Right, you know, like... If that person doesn't show up, we're not going to be able to deliver what we promised. Yeah. And they're going to come to physical therapy. They're going to get subpar results and they're going to walk away and tell everybody that that clinic didn't help me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let that happen. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's our job to help patients remember the reason why they showed up the first in the first place, you know? So, well, 
What have we not talked about that uh, you want to talk about? Anything that comes to your mind? No, I think, uh, you know, I think we, I enjoyed being here, Terry. Well, I appreciate you coming. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, and. I felt like this was just a casual conversation. And that's I, the way it should it's be. It's in depth, which I love. It's it's a little bit more quadrant two, so touchy-feely, emotional type conversation, which I feel like that's where leaders are born. Let me ask you this. You mentioned it a while ago, um, looking in people's eyes, okay? Because I, I, I like to look in people's eyes, but then there's times that if I'm sitting here staring at you the whole time, looking at you with my eyes, I sometimes feel that I'm probably making you nervous. Why is he staring at me so much? So therefore, I tend not to, always just look at somebody when I'm talking to them. I may, I'll talk to them looking like I'm looking at you right now, but then I might look over here for a yeah. little while. So I'm, what, what's your thoughts on? I think that, have you ever read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss? Nah, it's too long. It's long. It, the first, you can read the first half, read the first half. That's the best part of the book. Yeah. The second half gets a little in the weeds, but it's a great book. Anyway, it talks about that. It talks about oh. staring people in the eyes hmm. and, um, it's a skill. So they ask, they tell you to literally next time you go talk to your brother or your sister, or whoever, I want you to look them in the eyes and see how long you can hold it. Mm. And you just practice it. And you, you and over time you realize that you're not going to scare them. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know, they're not going to run away. They're not going to get the heebie jeebies. Like, in fact, you're probably going to connect with them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, he recommends that, yeah. Tim Ferriss. Well, and two, again, me being the person I am, if I'm looking at you eyeball to eyeball, that typically means I'm listening just a little bit better than right. if my eyes are looking at the cards right now. Right? That's right. You tune into a little, to a deeper sense. Yeah. And I guess if you make that person nervous, they're going to quit looking at you. Sure. <laughs> sure. That, that's never happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, top podcaster. I know we're wrapping up, but uh, now I ask there's, if there's anything else. Is there any particular one or two podcasters that you like? And I know you uh, and I talked man, about I'm some sure. of them are one or two hours long. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, there is a Mind Your Business podcast. You Google the name. I'm terrible with authors. That's high. Mind Your Business is a is is a it's a podcast about incorporating the uh, mindset into business, and not just business, but daily life, struggle, difficulty, right? Um, the Big Leap is a podcast about mindset, um, and they sh- talk about overcoming barriers, overcoming obstacles, getting you to the next level in life. Um, in business and relationships and there's another one called lead to win and i know i remember that one that one's uh michael hyatt and his daughter i think it's michelle hyatt that's a great podcast for leadership you ought to listen to that one it's good really good really good and they're not long they're only about 20 30 minutes yeah Yeah. they talk about leadership yeah and i know again i just said it but uh some of these podcasts, like Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. who wrote the four hour, yeah, it's like two hour long. I mean, it's like 
And, you know, sometimes I wonder if they're smoking weed or something when they're talking because he sure talks about psychedelic stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's another. But but if you're listening to a podcast just like this one, if all of a sudden you go, and, and I have no idea how long we've been talking, but it's longer than we probably both think. So you don't have to listen to the whole thing at one time. That's the good thing about podcasts is, you know, you can pause it and come back to it. So, And then, too, there's, you know, man, there's so many podcasts out there. You know, you just do a search and then start looking around. And and my thoughts are, of course, obviously, you know, you're only going to listen to stuff you're interested in probably, you mm-hmm. know. So do a good search and pick you out some some that you like and listen to them and then uh, expand your horizon from there. And and then, uh, hey, if you need to, you know, delete sort of like unsubscribing to all this stuff we get email-wise at a certain point. You go, ah, you know, I'm just deleting this without reading it. Maybe we need to unsubscribe. Right. And uh, But anyway, I had several books that I can think of, but I guess we better wrap up and uh, so we can get to our calendar and have a productive day. Adam, I really appreciate you coming in, man. I thoroughly enjoyed the visit today, and if there's anything I can do for you, I want you to let me know, and and uh, I'm I'm glad that you're open to. Wish I knew that, but you're open to help people, and 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 I love hanging out. Most of my friends are younger. Mm-hmm. Most of my True friends are probably young enough to be my kids, you know, so love hanging out with the young ones. But I do like I do like the older people, older being older than me, for the wisdom. Right. You know, so you touched on it earlier. It takes a little bit of blend of all of that. So, so let me just say this. If you are young and you're listening to this, don't foo-foo the old guys like me. You know, listen to them. Take what you want. And then to, for the old guys, don't you dare talk about the millennials in a negative way. That's right. Just because they learn different from you and just because they dress different from you when you were in, in the workplace or, you know, hey, we can all learn from one another. So, And then, too, I'm going to recommend to you, Adam, to um, come out with a podcast, and I will help you because uh, it can – if you want it to be overwhelming, it will be overwhelming. If you want it to be, man, I wasn't so bad, then I, I you know, I think I can lead you in the right direction there. So I want you to come out with a podcast. So appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, Terry. I had a great time. Looking forward to the to the next one. There you go. All right. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Far Side of Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. Feel free to share with anyone you think may enjoy the podcast. For more information, visit terryfar.com.